0: Hello, and welcome to Leading Inspired Learning, a STRIVE podcast. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Ali Scott. I'm the project manager of STRIVE, and I will be your host on today's episode. So today we welcome three very special guests to the podcast, affectionately known as our family-centered coding team yay (laughs) when i think of coding i think of like computer coding so this is going to be a really interesting conversation i'm excited to dive in so we have uh, kim who is a community connector at family center fanshaw we have zi chen who is a community connector at family center carling thames and we have kathleen who is not our first ECL intern on the podcast. We've had lots of your classmates on the podcast, but Kathleen is an ECL intern working with Kirsty Cheese on all things Community Connector, System Supports. So, welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> They're a little nervous. Can you tell? <laughs>
1: Not really. Not yet.
0: Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> and you'll get more comfortable as we go. Can't it's the first time on a, a first time on a podcast for yes. everyone. Yes. Yeah,
2: it's pretty cool. I it's like it. Pretty cool, right? right?
0: We have a cozy little room. It's great. It's going to mm-hmm. be a fun conversation. So today we are talking about what is coding? How did this come to be? How is this impacting your work as community connectors? And what does this mean? Kind of the bigger picture of this. Because so I think what we're going to notice as we talk about this today is the greater impact that it has and how this does transcend beyond our family center service system and into all early years programming and how we as professionals can continue to reflect on and enhance our practice because really ultimately that's what we're trying to do right always yes. constantly <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um but let's get to know you guys a little bit better first um so kim do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself
3: well, I work at the Family Center Fanshawe as the Community Connector. I'm at the front desk, so I spend a lot of time greeting most of the families coming in, answering calls. And what else do you need to know? Uh, are you a registered early childhood educator? I am a registered early childhood educator, yes. So Amazing. previously I worked in child care um, as well as before and after school. And then I made, made my way to the Family Center and to the coding team now. <laughs> and to
0: the coding team. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Kim, Kathleen.
1: So I am also a registered early childhood educator, and uh, I worked for one of the school boards, and I wanted to uh, expand on my knowledge and grow as, through my career. So I decided to take the early childhood leadership program at Fanshawe, and um, with that comes an internship that I had to do. Mm-hmm. So I was fortunate enough to get the position to do research alongside work with Kirsty Cheese on um, coding
2: family stories. Amazing. Thanks, yeah. Kathleen. Okay. okay, it's my turn. <laughs> um, hi. Um, I am also the register ECE, mm-hmm. and then now I work as the community connector in Family Center Carling Timms. I used to be a facilitator. It's, I feel like great for both positions because we are all supporting families as much as mm-hmm. we can, just by a different way. Like right now, more of my job is about how to helping family to solve problems. If there's anything, like they are confused, like doing referrals, like supporting their daily needs or um, building connection. Some newcomer family come to us and say, oh, I'm new to London. I don't know anything about it. I don't know how to put my children to childcare. I don't know how to register for school board. I don't know where should I go find a house. Yeah. Which is this is all we need for daily life, and then that's how we support family as details as we can every day, and I really feel like proud and like to be this role to be here and be there for family to supporting them.
0: Aww, well said. Yeah, and you were also an ECL. Yes.
2: Brat. Yes. So I was
0: like an ECE.
2: <laughs> I took the ECE diploma and um. I decided maybe it's the time to go in a further step to yeah. take another leadership program, which is I learn a lot of like professional knowledge from it. It's like leadership is not only about teamwork. It's also about like thinking or like critical. All those things is related to daily life is related to like professional learning, like everything connect together. For sure. So, yeah, I'm very proud of like I can It is kind of my honor to yeah, be here to share my story. story for sure. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Well, we're thrilled to have you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, for those who may not know, we already recorded a podcast episode, one of our first episodes with Kirsty and Sue talking all about what family centers are, what the family center service system is, what community connectors' roles are, which Zichen just beautifully articulated. So thank you. So if you need a refresher, we've linked that episode in the bio of this episode or in the description of this episode. So feel free to go back and take a listen if you need a little refresher. But overall, the work that you do and directly with families, we have to measure it somehow, right? So that's kind of where your team evolved from. Do you want to talk a little bit about how this came to be? Sure.
3: (laughs) Okay. Well, in the family centers around 2016, um, Health Chat became. Which is the online. Health Chat is an online, um, basically a platform where we can, you know, enter questions of any kind of question of anything, you know, looking for a family doctor, someone's right. looking for a
0: car seat. Um, and it connects all the community sectors.
3: So anyone who is a community connector who's right. part of the health chat a community connector could be anyone who literally sits at the front desk right. of a family center who answers the phones at mm-hmm. our main office for example um, someone who's just come over the community connector could be you know the health nurse anyone right. who is connecting the communities together Amazing. who's been able to um, be lucky enough to be part of health chat mm-hmm have the training and be connected. So we can put out our stories. We can put out our questions. We all, you know, can get feedback and support each other. other. So with the health chat, um, there's different categories. And one of them is meaningful connections. That once was called impact stories. Right. Okay. So those of us who are, for example, the community connector sitting at the main desk and something you know, great has happened, it's nice to just kind of share it out and say, hey, you know, look what happened today. I think one thing that we were finding is a lot of people weren't sharing their stories, Uh uh, mostly because we just think that that's just what we do every day. And so we don't look at it as as something like, oh, wow, look what I did today. It's more, you know, well, that's what I do.
0: Right.
3: However, it gets back to the coding piece. Um, so at one point we decided to change the name from impact stories to meaningful connections um, because that's exactly what it is absolutely it's a little less intimidating we were just always trying to evolve it, trying to find ways yeah. to... Well,
0: and impact stories can be a little intimidating. Like, oh, was it an impact? I don't know. Right, Where's it's just it like, a meaningful just connection. Yeah. So it can be positive.
3: It yep. could also have a sad twist because yeah. I mean, not every story is happy. That's not true. always every ending is happy. But I mean, mostly it's just the way to share, this is what we've done today. Yeah. So then um, around in 2022, Well, perhaps Kathleen will explain some. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Celine, uh, I'm not sure the whole backstory, but there was some coding going on with the interviews. Yes, that's correct. From this, another thing evolved. Uh, Those of us being home um, during COVID, we were looking at... um, So to explain my job as the community connector Mm -hmm. um, and the early on piece, we get um, data. So I have to put in... You know how many families came in and the right. ages of those families right also the other part of that data is if i've made any referrals so did right. i did somebody call and say you know i'm looking for something for my three-year-old to do yeah. oh what well, you called the right place you know this is early on so yeah, yeah. explain so really like um, the
0: quantitative data yes, associated with
3: your job the, exactly so you know they're looking for child care they're looking yep. for a family doctor you know they're not getting some sleep so all of those referrals again connect us back to the community yeah so now we have all these numbers yeah and then what do these numbers represent they represent these wonderful stories that all these referrals came from yeah so that's how the coding team evolved it came to be should yeah, Kathleen, Kathleen explain with, how yeah. it kind yeah. of yeah. went connect. from that to this yeah for okay.
1: sure okay. so um. To kind of bounce off what like Kim was saying um part of what I was doing as an intern was looking at specific stories um from last year so the 2022 family stories and we were connecting these stories internally through a coding or pillar category okay so there is a number of categories that um, each story like represents, and those who are in the family centers are honored and respected in each experience. So for me, what I had to do is go in and read each story, and look at it through um, like my perspective as an outsider, I right. should say, because jumping in it's very intimidating, yeah. and you get you kind of get the hang of it once in a while right. um, after. So. I would go in and, again, read these stories and then take quotes that were impactful or meaningful yep. um, to each family or even through the staff. And they were placed in these categories of families who can access a full range of services or um, are connected to their neighborhood, who would build on these relationships with other families within the centers, or with uh, the staff, members. and those were like the pillars. Those were the pillars. Yeah. Okay. So those are just kind of like some ideas. And how did those pillars mm. come to be?
0: Well, like um, that's that's how did question. we decide yeah. what the pillars are? Oh, wait. Is it based on the stories? No, no, no. The, the family. Yes. Yeah.
3: Awesome. Okay, that's why because it's always hard yeah. to say. <laughs> yeah. Family so. center service system. Yeah, no. the family-centered
2: service system outcomes.
3: Um, that that's out. outlined for us through the city. So the categories of which our referrals are okay.
0: Uh, These are the main. When,
3: when I when I'm sitting you. at the desk and someone comes in, I have a little cheat sheet
0: behind my referrals because sometimes <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> wow, I don't really know. So
3: I can kind of say, oh, you know, that goes under the educational piece, or that goes under you know, mental health, or gotcha, based on an idea of what that referral was. Okay, was so it, the
0: pillars were established. By the family center service outcomes, and
3: family center service systems. system
0: family center service system outcomes. Yeah, these are the outcomes that um, the funder puts forward. Yes. Yeah. So these are yes. Okay. So these are the outcomes that the funder put forward, and then you have taken that into their own categories. Yes, and these yeah. meaningful connection stories are then. Assigned in different, in different categories.
1: categories. Okay, I understand. And the nice thing is it's like there was no wrong answer, like where you thought right, a, uh, specific part of the story fit into whatever category. So that was kind of nice too. Yeah. It was kind of like open ended a little bit. Which for I,
0: sure. And yeah. I'm sure different people reading the stories would view them as being parts of different categories. Yes. And it's like easy to follow too. Right. Mhm
3: that's what we usually one person will code it. Yep. And then another person won't look at that person's coding and they'll code it and we'll see if we know. Interesting. There's no right or wrong. Yeah. I wonder like, should we say what the categories are? Yeah. For people who are talking about. Yeah. So what What
1: are some of the pillars? Yeah. Yeah. So the first one would be families are connected in their neighborhood, Okay. So mm Kim,
3: what would that mean? Families are connected in their neighborhoods. So, you know, they're coming in, talking about something that might be going on, you know, moving out at the park, for example, okay. or um, something that, you know, they saw that might be fun to share in their in our playroom this Maybe. morning. Okay,
1: yeah. cool. Okay, next. Uh, there's families that are engaged in their neighborhood as well. Do you want to explain that once each
2: Sure. Um, I try to code that before, like, because all of our meaningful connections is based on, like, literally what happened that time. Yeah. So, some family will come to us and said, Oh, I actually live like really far from you, and they don't know like where they belong to the neighborhood. Ah. And because you're eight different family centers in London, yes, that's right. We are family center Carlington, probably they're living nearby Fox Hollow, mm. and then they don't know there's actually exist in their neighborhood, so they were like ah. super surprised and said, Oh, there's actually. The option I can walk with my children to go there. Right. Yeah. So it's not. So that not, would be
0: an example of engaging in their own neighborhood.
2: Yeah, I love it.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. Next. And then we have families experience reduced storytelling.
3: That's my job.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> when they call me, or when they call a community connector, whenever I can, if I have a simple answer and a simple phone number, for example, I would give that. However, uh, sometimes just a phone number isn't that easy. The idea is to have them only have to tell their story once because they're calling for something specific and I don't want to give them, well, you can try calling this one or I can give you this number. I very purposefully make a habit of frequently checking up on those numbers that I'm giving out because things change. Yeah. Um, And I always ensure that when I finish talking to the family in email or on specifically on the phone, I repeat my name and I say, if that doesn't work out for you, please call me back. Right. Because I already know what you need. So rather than, and I do tell them that specifically rather than having to explain again, um, I would rather you just call me back back and I'll do my best to, you know, find the simple first answer. So reduce storytelling is, um, I think my role in that community connector yeah. desk is-
0: Allowing them to only have- The, to the main
3: it. thing. It's kind of it. key to me. I yeah. don't want them to have to keep calling and calling. For That's sure. so frustrating. It is, so. absolutely. But yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. next. So we have families have a better and more consistent experience when accessing services.
2: For accessing service, what I usually do is I always, in our neighborhood, there's always a newcomer family to us. They're confused. Like I definitely understand it because, to me, I have an international background student. Right. I'm an international student. When I come to London, yeah. I have no idea. I even don't know how to take a bus. Yeah. So I definitely understand it from their points of view. Yeah. I always say, okay, here's the information. But if you have any other question, just come back to me. We can settle down together, and then I will support you, and we can go through all those steps. And I offered him different opportunities because once you have more options, they feel like more comfortable and then they feel like more, like like there's more chance they will share details with you. Some family, when they come to you, they are shy because Mm -hmm. they don't know you can actually do this for them. Well,
0: and it's hard for them too. It takes a certain level of bravery for these families to ask for help.
2: Exactly. A lot of family, they feel shy to talk to us. It's okay, like, because you don't know, you don't know each other of course you won't gonna share detailed things yeah. with people but once you got a relationship and one's family can trust you dates out okay this is what happened to me i yeah. definitely need help would you please help me yeah. we will love to that's our job like that's sure. what we do every day yeah
1: yeah awesome okay all right we got five more oh gosh okay <laughs> so families can easily access a full range of services
3: well, it's not. It's like a one-stop shop because right. I'm looking for something. Oh, I'm looking for child care. That's mm-hmm. a call that I usually get in my neighborhood. And then their child is three and we put you on the wait list. So now they've got that information. But while I have you on the phone, let me tell you about our early on groups. Right. My child is going to start school in September, but they haven't been socialized. And then he explains. So it's kind of just, you know, and from there they come in maybe, and you start building relationships, and then you start to find out something personal.
0: Right.
3: Um, you know, maybe there's um, the, the relationship between mom and baby is, yep. you know, not great, and then from one conversation, you start to build a relationship, and, you know, maybe the Paris Clinic becomes part of the conversation, mm-hmm. so it's just, there's, it kind of just, I don't know, branches off yeah. from there. Coming yeah. in leads you to many other places.
1: So, families
2: experience shorter wait times. Um, usually, that's what I'm trying to do every day because I, like like you mentioned before, we do have family come to us, especially Linden, the child care. We are shortage of ECE stuff, even though yes. we have enough room. But due to the ratio of things, we don't have. That's a whole other podcast that's, episode. <laughs> that's the whole, like, when family come to us, oh, that's how long we got to wait right. for one list, that's how hard we're going to get for, like, this opportunity. Yeah. What we always do is, like, we offer plan A, B, C, D. Yep. And then once they pick the best to plan for them, that's how we solve our problem. And help try yes. and shorten those times. exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean, we have no control over the child care wait list. Exactly. But if we can have many options available, yeah. that's awesome.
2: Just support it from different perspective. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And then... My favorite is meaningful connections. Okay, you want want to talk (laughs) about that, Kathleen? (laughs) Well, um, I think too, like, again, coming from the outside perspective, looking in, um, for me personally, I made a meaningful connection with these stories without actually physically seeing the, um, the families. Right. So I made the connection through these stories and reading them and going back and analyzing them again and putting them into different categories. I noticed that all of them, connected to a meaningful connection, yeah. um, whether that was someone coming in and had nothing and they found their home away from home right. through the community connectors yeah. and also other families within the center. Yeah. Um, so I felt like there was always a connection that was built sure. regardless of who they are, where they came from. Yeah. There was always a safe space yeah. for them. So that's that's my intake on it. Yeah, but, I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. How many more do we have left? We have two more. Okay. <laughs> so then there's the newcomer experience. Okay. Actually, yeah. Will you, talk, you about talk about that? that? Yeah. You I would love
2: bit. to. Yeah. Because especially I am the newcomer four years ago come to London. From uh, where? I actually come from China. From China. After I graduated from my high school, I come here to study all by myself. Wow. So, yeah. Brave. It, I try my best <laughs> too, for my adventure. <laughs> it's like and here right now i know that's Lyndon's resources so that's another reason like i really feel appreciated to be here like sharing those informations for more people that's gonna be like really helpful if i know this four years ago it's gonna be like way better life for me because i don't know those opportunities i don't know have like people can do referrals for me And then I don't know, there's a lot of people with their passion to support people, to support yeah. newcomers. So yeah, as from a newcomers perspective perspectives we always showing our like strong enthusiasm and then empathy when we're helping them. Mm-hmm. Like okay. trying to think from different perspective that's how hard they're going through for Absolutely. lives. And then for example, we offered emergency food cupboard you can definitely tell that's what they need yeah that's how hard they are going through the hard part time like children needs diapers yeah. um family doesn't have like a food like the necessities no yeah. they they that's what they need and then we always try our best to support them and offer them more opportunity and ref- resources at the same time we because we are not only one can help you london has a lot of different organizations and like chances that you can go for it don't worry about your background don't worry if you're new or not we are just here to support you like try our best
0: yeah yeah well said
2: thank you
0: and i think it is there are so many hidden gems and if you're a newcomer how would you even know where to start yeah, and now, like, a family center is where you start. I know. I mean,
2: it's, yeah. I h- hope this podcast can let more people to yeah. learn yeah. about where family center service. Definitely. I was shy. I never asked questions. <laughs> I even don't know how to get a bus ticket at that time. I have yeah. to ask my roommate. Where should I go get a bus ticket? I don't know, to punch a button to get myself out of yeah. bus. <laughs> <laughs> like, those are, like, silly stories. But yeah. if... Even anyone can help us, like, give us, like, heads up. For sure. That's where, where we go, like, yeah. one stop. Love. And then, yeah, everything got soft. Yeah. Even though if you don't know the answer, we have our house chat. Yeah. we supporting each other. Like, I got a family said, oh, I need... It's a dad. I can definitely tell, like, he's going through a really hard time. He yeah. said, I'm going to lose my job if I couldn't find a spot for my daughter. Which is, we... We don't offer the child care system in yes. Family Center, but we send a question on health chat, yep. and then we always find a way to yep. help them to. In some
0: capacity, for sure. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. amazing. Okay, last one. And relationships. Relationships. Kim? Mm. I guess
3: that's the second part of what it's all about. Right. So getting someone coming in is the beginning. Um, somebody once said, It's like kind of the gateway to like, you know, opening up the doors. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And uh, so the relationships are built by them returning. Yeah. um, And then I think the relationships are built by um, a common interest. You know, you start getting to know them. They come back our families that come to our family center, you know, we know what each other's doing on the weekend. Oh, how was, you know, your son's birthday party or, Oh, how was your camping trip? So it becomes personal then. So then those relationships are built and from there it just yeah. And and
0: Zeechan was talking about it earlier too is when the relationships are built, it makes it that much easier for families to ask for help because they feel that trusting relationship with you already.
2: Exactly. Once people can trust you, they will also refer other families to come to you one of our family she wanna put our service in in her assignment because she was student in Fansha and then her topic was like find an organization in London that I actually think is helpful. Oh she actually <laughs> called to me said can I have all those like poster from you guys so I can Aww. use it as a resources. So I offered all those like booklet and I also offered um the family info yeah. that's really helpful and those all the service description on mm-hmm. it. I was like pretty surprised, but I also feel like not surprised at the same time because pe- everybody know if you're if you're new, that's what we need. Yeah, like that's how strong it is. Yes. Like once you know about it, you want to share it to everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think to jump on that too. I feel like these all connect in some way. that's like a full circle. It's like yes. relationships are built, but then you're again, like Chen said. You're, you're connecting to that neighborhood and then you're connecting to newcomers and you're helping those yeah. families or whoever the individuals yeah. in need. So that's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well,
0: it must be really interesting to go through these stories and kind of decipher what stands out at what point. Mm-hmm. I know Kim, you had you wanted to share an example of a story that you put on the meaningful connections mm-hmm. health chat. Okay, And let's talk Exa- about how that was coded, like a real-life ex- ex- example. Well, um, exact dates.
3: Um, I had a mom who came in with three children, and um, one was preschool, one was a toddler, and a newborn. Okay. And in the playroom, um, you know, things were happening. She, you know, her middle child was upset. She came out. All of a sudden, anyways, I was sitting on my desk, and I looked over beside me. And I saw this mom crying oh. with her middle child, so her newborn baby is not with her, and her other child is. And I was, you know, to just check in with her and kind yeah. of, you know, are you okay? Is there anything I can do? And she's like, it's just really overwhelming. And um, my coordinator's office is like directly behind where she's sitting. I said, do you want to just come in here and sit for a second? Anyways, we spoke, we talked to her, we calmed. It's just really overwhelming. She yeah. has three children under three and. Um, it turned out that her newborn baby was in the playroom being held by another mom who she didn't know. And that just connects, you know, that family all together. Um, anyway, that all happened and you know, everything was fine and she had left and it never really occurred to me until many, many, many months later, um, this mom comes in and, um, she comes with another mom and she said, that's her. That's the one who saved my life. And then she walked over and introduced me to her friend. But I didn't even know it was her because she only had two children. I didn't even remember really um, because it had been so long ago. And she says, don't you remember me? I was crying and you helped me. And then she kind of, I was like, oh my goodness, that's you. But anyways, now her oldest child is in school and she just has the two. And, you know, she said, that's just the whole point of writing one of these stories you yes. don't even realize the impact because something happened in a moment yep. and we didn't see her again for a very long time but she remembered that when she came in Absolutely. and it
0: was just like wow wow, yeah that's <laughs> heartwarming so how was that story coded Wow. Well. I didn't code my own story, did well, I? Well, that's, no, yeah.
3: <laughs> Maybe a little biased. Um, <laughs> well, okay, so what does coding mean then? Because yeah. exactly, yeah. let's go back. We can finish off with how was that coded when we say.
2: Yeah. So yeah. where
3: does the coding come in? Yeah. So we asked um, on Health Chat, the meaningful connections are just, you know, us as community connectors saying, you know, there's a, this is what happened today. Yeah. Um, or, you know, to us, it's kind of like the impact of like, oh my gosh, look what happened today. Yeah. Um, so these stories are put on there. And then we also have the data. It's just taking those numbers and putting them into words. It's taking yeah. those numbers and making a face
0: yeah.
3: to the story. Yeah. So um, that's when the coding team kind of, so now we just take those stories and yeah. we break them down into those pillars,
0: pillars. that we talked about. Yeah. So. So with Kim's story, Kathleen and Zichen, where how would you code that?
2: Um, what so,
0: sticks
2: out? So one after I hear that story, yeah, I the first one come to me is about relationship. Yeah. Because once people showing their emotions in front of you, it means they feel safe and comfortable to show it. If they feel like very nervous or they feel like shy to do it it won't the emotion won't come out mm-hmm. they were just grading with you and doing the chit chat like pretending everything is normal right. but once all the stress comes up and they feel like oh right now is a nice opportunity to share my experiences and mm-hmm. emotion out it means actually you guys are offering a great environment for them to it's okay to be sad today mm-hmm. and then once they are showing the opportunity then we know what is happening and we can start supporting okay. the family so what yeah. was
3: really key now i'm just remembering because it's not is she said the mom was crying and saying i shouldn't have come today this i shouldn't be here today and that's when i said oh no this is exactly where you should be yeah and so that is exactly it because she was so overwhelmed you know with just life yeah yeah these children and and so that's when we said no this then I said that to her I'm like oh no no this is exactly where you should be and we'd hoped that she would come back but that's when I said it never occurred to me it took yeah yeah so definitely
1: okay you're connecting them to the families within the center like they're connected to their neighborhood that's where I would think when the two mothers connected right. within that story. And then they're engaging with each other. And how you said at the end, too, you're exactly where you need to be. Like, yeah. it's so true. Yeah.
3: And then as you said, too, Zishan, um, that they'll tell someone, she clearly came back with a friend of hers exactly. at some point. And yeah. now, and then it just kind of, you know, stumbles. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Families just keep telling and coming. Yeah. and
0: Yeah. It really does scream to me and i know this has been a focus for reconnect over the years but the importance of storytelling (laughs) and what meaningful impact is demonstrated through these simple stories that we're sharing and it speaks volumes to the work you do i think more than any number on a chart (laughs) possibly could is these types of meaningful connections and impact stories um, that you are living and breathing day in and day out it's incredible
1: it's a passion for sure yeah
0: Yeah. so where does this go from here how does this help inform your work how does this kind of continue to evolve and make you and us the best community connectors we can be
1: well i think too it's like you're bringing forth knowledge that you are also learning in itself and you're bringing that to the community through community connectors and also you're helping other ECEs or ECL students understand what the community is all about and what we do as ECEs because you think from the outsider's perspective too that they think ECEs are nothing more than a babysitter it's like no we're so much more than that we You know, we well, again, that's a whole other podcast, <laughs> exactly. <everybody. laughs>
3: yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's like the value of building relationships, yeah, and it kind of
2: validates the work that we do
0: for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
2: And then I would say the meaningful connection the best part is how me to understand how important we are. Yes, it's not only about daily supporting actually it means a lot to people because we are working every day looks like we are doing the same things every day but we are not no. we are doing a very meaningful connection and supporting for families even though sometimes you won't realize it but actually it happened yeah it just people won't realize it how important once you supporting the family like how going to impact on their life but once we started using our word to recording things out and then when we are looking back yes i did a good job good yes. for you yes. like that's how i feel like it's not only about simple conversation it's more about like mental supporting too mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah investing time
2: for sure Exactly. Yeah positive energy. We're all learning like we we're all co-learning. For sure. Learners.
0: Absolutely. Forever. Forever. (laughs) Forever. (laughs) Incredible. Okay well thank you all so so much for being here today and sharing a glimpse into some of the additional work you do beyond your community connector roles and um, how this kind of behind the scenes coding piece really does have an impact. Um, I love hearing these meaningful connection stories. I love reading them. I know Sue shared a couple when she was on the podcast mm-hmm. and hearing yours, Kim, and some of yours that you've shared here, Chen is it just, it makes my heart sing and it, it makes me so proud of our community for creating these hubs where families can go. To have this type of access to professionals like yourselves, so kudos to you, kudos to this team, kudos to Miss Cheese over there <laughs> and all her hard work, uh, really being the center of some of this, with of course the support from the incredible Community Connector teams. So, thank you, thank you, and uh, have a great day. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Thank so you. Enough. Thanks so much for listening. You can connect with us on Instagram at Pod, or on our website at striveswo.ca slash podcast. I would love to have you tell a friend or colleague about this podcast. Thanks again for listening. Please join us next time.